There are the joyful agains, our children shout on the swings, the exhausting agains of cooking and laundry, and the difficult agains of discipline. So much of what we do as mothers is on repeat. So what if we woke up with clarity, knowing which agains we were called to, and went to bed believing we are faithful in what matters most? We believe God's word is the key to untangle from the confusion and overwhelm we feel. Let's look up together to embrace a motherhood full of freedom and joy. Welcome to another episode of the Again Podcast, brought to you by Entrusted Ministries. I'm your host, Stephanie Hickox, and today I'm joined by Emily Dio. We're continuing our Untangled series, and we're delving into a topic that is often a sensitive one. Today we're talking about untangling being a working mom. With this episode, our prayer is that you are encouraged to seek the Lord for his best in your home. May you be met with empathy, hope, and direction. We're so glad you're here. Emily, you and I both love Lesson 6 of Entrusted with a Child's Heart, talking about a mother's touch. A godly mother understands the significance of her role. And we've often talked about how encouraging it was for Betsy to tell us how truly influential we are in the home. Mm -hmm. That lesson was like a deep breath. Thank you, Lord. I needed that encouragement. I needed to know that the things that I do again and again matter to you and all of these unseen things that they're seen by you. Mm -hmm. Betsy says that our touch brings security to our children. Today we're talking about our presence in the home. So I want to start out with a couple questions that center on that. Okay, what is your favorite way to rest and relax? Well, my favorite way to rest and relax would be, I'm going to go with reading. There's several different routes I could go here, but I'm going to go with reading. I have a stack of books by my chair, of which I have not been able to open many of them, but I have wonderful (laughs) intentions. (laughs) So I do love to read. I find that, that it is the most relaxing thing. And, and I enjoy it so much. So I'm going to go with reading. What about you, Steph? Okay, this is kind of silly. I love reading. I do. But it's fall, and I love watching the Packers play football. It's funny to say it's relaxing because my blood pressure is probably not always the best. <laughs> I get super into it. And I think there's just something about Sundays and in the fall and it gets cozy and coming home after church. And as I look back at my childhood, Mm -hmm. I think we were coming and going a lot. And I knew on a Sunday we're going to church and we're coming home and we're watching the Packers. And that brought a true sense of security to me. And My dad loved football, and so it's a really special thing to look back at that with him. Mm. And now my kids are getting a little bit older, and they're enjoying it with me. And sometimes I get out my whiteboard and I explain to them, so this is what a first down is. And you go all out on this. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I probably understand 30%, 40% of the game, but I still – I know enough to love it. And we do little Lambo leaps. If you're not a Green Bay fan, maybe you don't understand that. But mm-hmm. once the player scores and then he jumps into the crowd, that's called a Lambo okay. leap. So we have them in my home where every time we score, I throw the kids into a chair. <laughs> you know, one day stuff, they're going to be too big. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I think the older ones right now are like, okay, mom, we're good. <laughs> they might be throwing you one day. <laughs> that would be great. It's just sweet pause for me. And I, I give myself that time to relax. And and I also do like being creative, like painting with watercolors mm, or things. Yes. But I find that doesn't happen as much these days. Yes, I hear you. I think we'll have time for those things later on. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, next question. What do you love most about your home? So I think a couple things come to mind. I love that when we look out our back door, we see trees. So we moved here. It's been a year this month. We've moved to North Carolina. And one of my big things was that I didn't want to see houses from my the back of our house. So we see trees. I love that. But But I think the thing I love most is my light fixtures in my house. <laughs> um, not all of them. I'm still working on changing some <laughs> yeah. of them. But um, our dining room one traveled with us from Illinois when we moved here. It was packed up so carefully and it made its way. It didn't even go with the movers. It rode with me in our car and it made it all the way here and it was packed so carefully and nothing broke. <laughs> and Jake hung it. I think we still had boxes everywhere. I think it was like the second week we were here because I just <laughs> wanted to see it finally up. So yeah, my light fixture. Uh, those things just personalize it, right? They do. When we're talking about a mother's touch, those decor elements often speak so much to who we are yes. and creating a home for our kids. Completely. What about your home? Well, I got a very, very extravagant gift mm -hmm. last mm -hmm. fall from a friend, and she lives kind of far away, and she was just praying for a way that she could support me and love me. And I had left her a message one day just saying, I, I I really, it was a long message and just one line in it was, you know, my carpets are so disgusting and it's, we're not going to be able to afford to replace them probably ever. And it's just really hard for me. And, and then she wrote later that night and said, my husband and I would like to know how much it would be to replace your floors. Mm, I love this story. Yeah. It was such an extravagant gift. And we have a new beautiful hardwood floors in our dining room and living room and when my feet touch the floor and when I see them, I feel so seen by the Lord, so loved by my friend and her husband, just how they gave so sacrificially, so extravagantly. I That will forever be a moment that I look back at as, wow, the Lord and the body of Christ yes. blew me away. I can't even pretend it was a need. Mm -hmm. It was a want. And... I'm just blown away by that. Yes. I think something our listeners will come to know and love about you, Stephanie, is that you have so many of the stories like this where God sees you and he's met your needs. And I am always encouraged when, when you tell them. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. There are a couple of verses in Isaiah 12. And they say, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. 
proclaim that his name is exalted. And I pray that, Lord, will you let that be me when I talk to women? Would I just be drawing water from wells of testimonies of salvation that you have done and that you would be glorified? So I got to say, he has answered that abundantly. I'm so grateful. He is so, so good in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. As we prayed about how to connect this untangled episode to the entrusted lesson of a mother's touch and a godly mother understanding the significance of her role, and also by receiving some questions from people taking the study about being working mothers and what it looks like to truly be invested in your children as you work, we felt like that would be a really great topic, though it may be difficult to talk about and difficult to put into practice, that was what we arrived at as the best topic for this episode. And we would never tell you not to work, but we would tell you to ask God if you should. That is really our heart that if you're a working mom, we want to encourage you. We're not going to give you the world's message of you can do it all and you can do it all well. We think that there are choices that need to be made and It's not all about us and about our faithfulness and about our ability to accomplish. It's about Christ and relying on him. So we're not trying to promote superhero moms. We are really trying to press into the biblical model and to prioritize the home, especially when our children are young. And I just think that a lot of moms are entering the workplace because they don't know how much they are valued in the home. And if I didn't understand that this was having an eternal impact, the day in, day out, mundane, crumbs, and diapers, all of it would be so exhausting. And I can understand why some women would prefer an escape. We just want to remind you of the eternal value of what you're doing and talk a little bit about what that's looked like to us. And that's why Emily and I are on this episode, because we both have experienced being a working mom. We know the Lord definitely does call us to that sometimes. Emily, to kick us off, can I have you tell our listeners what your work schedule is right now and remind us the ages of your kids and how it's working for you? Yes. No pun intended. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. So I am working full-time right now, actually. And while you were talking stuff, the verse came to mind in James 1.5 that talks about if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously Mm -hmm. to all without reproach, and it will be given him. And Mm -hmm. when we talk about working and what God calls you to, before you make any decision, seek wisdom and ask wisdom, and he will give it for your family individually. We're going to share where we're at today, but the Lord may be leading you to something different And if you seek him and ask for wisdom, he will grant it generously. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage a little bit before I tell where we're at to just seek God in every choice that you make for your family. I am working right now full time. So I'm going to share my children's ages so you can kind of understand the stage of life we're in. So Benjamin is 17. And then I have a daughter who is 13. We are in the stage that is very busy right now, and I am working at our church as the family discipleship pastor's assistant. I was not seeking this job out. This job came to me, 
and was kind of dropped in my lap. And so whenever anything in our life has happened like that, we always stop and pause and then say, Lord, what are you trying to show us here? Mm -hmm. That is where we found ourselves. But before I talk any more currently about where we're at right now, I'm going to rewind a little bit and, and tell you that my choice in working has never been to fulfill a desire that I felt was missing. It's always been what is best for our family. What season are we Mm -hmm. in right now? And what is best for our family? As we have approached the different seasons, that has been our philosophy. Going back to when the kids were young, we made two very conscious decisions. And one being that I would not, I would not work. Now I have had little part-time jobs, but when I say work, I mean by taking me out of our home, we made that choice that I would not work. And then two, we made our second choice was that our children would have a Christian education. Both of those choices we made have significant financial impact. (laughs) And, And when I say that we have taken it in seasons, we have. We have paused every season and said, is this what you would have for us this season, Lord? Um, And we always reassess and reevaluate. I was always with our children when they were young, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Those years are so precious, and every moment counts. And I know there might be moms listening thinking like, every moment counts. I'm exhausted, and I want to nap. But... (laughs) It passes so quickly, and I can sit here and tell you right now at the age that I am and at the stage that I am that I wouldn't trade being home with my children for any amount of of money now. Mm -hmm. I know there are moms who are in situations that are far beyond their control, and they, they need to work, and I'm highly empathetic, and I believe God sees you in those places, and he meets you there. And he fills the voids that that you know are in your life. If you find yourself in that place, I'm not saying that this is the solution for everybody, but this is where we found ourselves. I'm going to fast forward to where we are now. So this, so I am working. The job kind of was just dropped in our lap. And the questions that kept circling my mind were three questions. And that was, is this going to be too much for our marriage? Is it going to be too much for our children? And when do I have time to be creative? And I know that sounds like such a (laughs) a silly thing, but being creative is really what fuels me. It was so important to me. And we were talking Mm -hmm. earlier about God seeing the little things. That is a little thing that I find great joy from. We, so my husband and I have talked it out and and we have found ourselves communicating more now than we have ever communicated because we have to make this work. We are grateful for the job that I have, but we are constantly reassessing and reevaluating and saying, is this where we should be? Because I never want a job I have to be greater than the job that God has given me as a mother. And so I hold it loosely, knowing that if it becomes too much for our family, that I that I could walk away because I never want that to overtake the ultimate goal for our family. And mm-hmm. so I love how Betsy says that 
you know you're too busy when you're not able to keep your finger on the pulse of your household. That's a wonderful reference point as we have thought over the years, uh, you know, whatever season we're in, is this too much or is that too much? That's been a wonderful reference point. You have such thoughtful wisdom. I really appreciate the way that you process things and that you follow the Lord's leading, having something really practical to look back at. And even the foresight, how are we going to steward this opportunity and our lives so we make sure that it doesn't take over? Mm. And I just feel the need to share with our listeners, in case they haven't read your beautiful blog post about your son being born early, there were so many financial strains upon your family early on. I love that you held to your convictions and the things that you agreed upon and that God provided for you in them. You can head over to our blog at entrustedministries.com to read Emily's beautiful blog post about that season and how you can support others who are going through something like that. Emily, can you say again those three questions that you evaluated with? Is it going to be too much for our marriage? Is it going to be too much for our children? And when can I have time to be creative? So how do you prioritize your marriage right now as you're working? Mm, that is an excellent question. Other than, <laughs> can you pick up the kids for practice? Yeah. Love you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I am grateful for my husband in this season because he has really come along me. We often joke and say that no, no decision we make right now is a sole decision. Everything is a, a two-person decision mm-hmm. because we cannot function otherwise. So this could not work if we didn't communicate, communicate, communicate. There is no such thing as over communicating. There have been weeks that uh, we typically would sit down on a Sunday evening and kind of go through the week. There have been weeks that that even is overwhelming. And so we do a day that what does tomorrow look Mm. like and what do we need to do for tomorrow to make things happen? And so breaking it down and going day by day. We also are very aware that the season we're in right now will not last forever. Yes, we are busy. We're going to the games. We're both working. We're involved in our church, but we know it won't last. And so we're trying to make the most of just all of the busyness and trying to enjoy the busyness, if that makes sense, because we Mm -hmm. know that in time, it will end. Our son is a junior this year, and it won't always be this way. So we communicate all the time, daily, Mm -hmm. about what needs to happen next. And then for the kids, keeping our finger on the pulse of what's happening in their lives. We always have dinner together, no matter how busy it gets, always dinner together. And so we're talking things out Mm -hmm. there. Splitting the kids up and doing, as Ben gets older, Jake will do their devotions at night. And so he has time to talk with him and understand where he's at. Mm -hmm. And then I, the same with our daughter. And we're just, in all of that, communicating and giving it to the Lord. The creative part, I I seem to fit it in. (laughs) So (laughs) that part is working out just fine. Yeah. When there's a will, there's a way. I understand why you're willing to make it work because I know that the school that your kids are at is such a blessing to them and to your family. And I know that it was worth moving cross country for. I mean, it was part of what drew you. And so it makes sense to me that the Lord provided a way for it to happen. If it wasn't so life-giving, 
the opportunities that your kids have right now, you might feel differently. That is an excellent point, Stephanie. We could not have the fuel to keep going um, if we didn't see the fruit of what we're putting in. Yes, the school that we have our kids at, the Lord graciously directed us to, and we see that it's 100% worth every effort. He opened the door, led us to this place. And so I guess maybe you could say we're not running on fumes because we're, we're seeing the reward of all that we're putting in. That does mm-hmm. not mean that mm-hmm. it will always work out perfectly. I, I don't want to paint that picture. But we see, we see the worth and the value, and we're willing to put the time in to, to make it all happen. And the Lord has provided a way to make it happen. And so mm-hmm. when he does that, you just say, okay, Lord, I, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done, but I'm daily giving it to you. Give me the energy that I need in the day and give me the rest that I need at night. Yes. And he's so faithful to do that through every season. And because you were so faithful when they were little, you're seeing the fruit in their character now. Yes. You were all hands on then. And now you are enjoying the fruit, not just in their opportunities, but in their hearts. And so you're maintaining the relationship instead of trying to build one in your busyness. Yes. If if moving across the country does nothing else, it will fuse your family together. <laughs> so that has helped. When we moved, you know, we were rebuilding everything. Mm-hmm. We were rebuilding friendships and church and school and even where the grocery store is because we went through all of that together and prayed together. And just this that would be a whole other episode of just seeing God move mountains. Our children watched us walk through it and they walked through it with us. And that just fuses us so closely. And so when the kids would come home after moving, they would come home after their first day of school and say, I met a friend. We were all so excited with them because we all wanted to meet new friends. But yes, God is so faithful and and he does fuse us together in that way. And the time put in the deposits we made in the beginning were able to take small withdrawals out right now because we we sacrificed and did what needed done. It meant a lot of no's to things, to little things, so we could have a greater yes to the big things. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there's anything that I could encourage moms as they're uh, evaluating this, like, do I work? Do I not work? And again, everybody's circumstance is different, but I would always say, is the little yeses worth what you're going to be saying no to in the future or vice Mm -hmm. versa? I never regret that time that I put in when they were young. No money amount would make me regret that. I never regret that. That's relationship building and character building. And it was just such a sweet time. Yes, it it does amaze me how quickly it goes. So my story is different than yours. And I just don't have a desire to achieve mostly. I've just, I really want to be a mom and I want to be there for my kids and I want to disciple them. And I hope this doesn't come across as prideful, but I have this deep-seated belief that me, when I'm pursuing Christ, 
is the best thing for my kids. Mm. That it's not extracurriculars, it's not experiences, not toys, but my love pointing them to Christ is the best thing for them. I I don't even know if I would have been able to put that into words a couple years ago, but I've realized that that has really guided me in my motherhood that often finances would just say, no, we can't do that. We can't put them in that. They can't attend that. And I've had a piece about that's okay. Like, Lord, help me to direct them well in our home. I'm going to enjoy snuggling up with them and reading books, and that'll be our sweet experiences. And finding ways to do all the tricks to be able to stay at home, cutting every cost. I'm going to do cloth diapers. I'm going to make all the baby food. Everything I could do to stay home with them. Figuring out, okay, if we just pay for this one membership to the zoo, I can take them all the time. And it's really not going to cost much. And that'll be a Christmas present. It was kind of this fun thing, but how the Lord would provide so that I could be with my children. But we've experienced job loss a couple times. And after my husband was diagnosed with MS, there was a point where his job ended and he had been looking and looking and looking for a job. And it was reaching about a year and a half and the Lord had been providing. And I had taught at different homeschool co-ops and things like that, but I hadn't done anything that would take me out of the home. And it was just getting to the point where, what are we going to do? We're eating up so much of our savings. And it really is amazing how the Lord preserved us and held us. But I, I remember seeing this job. A local church said that they were looking for a children's ministry director. And I thought, oh, that'll be perfect because they'll want someone in the evenings for things like Awana and they'll need someone on the weekends. And so maybe I can still homeschool and be home with my kids and then do that. And I started the application process and they were like, no, we would want you in the office every day. And my heart just sank. And I thought, I can't do that. And my husband is so tired and just the noise of the kids is really hard for him. And so I knew it it's not going to work for us to switch here. I need to be the one with them. And I brought that back to my husband. They would want me every day in the office. And he said, I think you should pursue it. And I was just crushed. So I called my Aunt Betsy and asking for wisdom. What should I do? You know my heart to be home with my kids. And she said, what if you work for me? And I told her, oh, no, 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 no. You pray about that. I don't want you just offering that. And she said, Steffi, I already have been praying about it for a year. So the the Lord is just so sweet that even though I wouldn't have had a desire to work, that if if I'm going to, he provided it in something that means so much to me. I am grateful every day that I have an opportunity to spread God's word to bless the family, that this study that I believe in so much that I know transforms families through God's word, that I get to spread the knowledge of that. It, it really is a blessing. That's more of my story. And my youngest was three at the time. Obviously, I'm saying this for my job. And so if I say I'm overwhelmed in many days, it's too much. I, I realize there's some irony here, but there are many days where I'm like, I don't know how I can manage it all, Lord. Just being a caregiver for my husband. And he he does 
work now and we're so grateful, but I am still very much needed. And it's not like we're doing this for anything extravagant. I need to work so we can pay our mortgage and have food to eat. Our family is still reliant very much on me financially. I do continue to homeschool because I want to have that nearness and that closeness with my children. I'm trying to work from home, watch them, be a support to my husband. And it is a lot, but I do see that the Lord strengthens me. And I want to share one of my favorite scriptures the Lord gave me. And this was actually before I started working, but I I was just praying one day like, Lord, come on. Just felt like blow after blow to our family and so many funerals and losses and struggles, financial, relational, so many things. I was like, Lord, where's the miracle? We need help. And I just felt this sense that sometimes the miracle is that you're still standing, that after all that you've gone through, that you're still able to stand and endure and that the Lord gives you strength. That was my miracle for a long time. And I still, I believe that every day that the strength that the Lord gives me, I I will continue to be thankful for. And Psalm 18 is is my banner when I'm weary. I'm going to share some of my favorite verses from that chapter. It says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. And verse 6 says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. And then I'm skipping to verses 18 and 19 when it says, But the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. And then verses 28 through 36 say, For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. And then 39 says, for you equipped me with strength for the battle. Those verses have have really encouraged me and brought me strength that this, this God, he is my strength. He is my source. He knows my situation. He hears my cries for help and he sustains me. So when I'm weary, I can turn to him for him to fill me and to order my days, to give me wisdom. Lord, what's it going to look like today? This is the list and I don't know how I can possibly get through it, but you're going to guide me. And I, I pray that this role that the Lord has called me to, to be financially faithful, to serve my family, that it will be a great witness to my children, that this isn't what I planned, but I'm asking that, Lord, when they look back, will they not see a mom that's really busy, but would they look back and seek, wow, mom did everything she could to be faithful to our family. And I pray that that would be a great character lesson for them and maybe even better than 
the silly creative projects I would do if I had a different schedule. Yes, we never know how and when God is going to use the pieces of our lives and the choices we've made to put into play for our children and even their children, the impact of our choices. I love that you said the miracle is that you're still standing. And I thought, how convicting is that? We want often the miracle to be something great and big and something tangible that we can have or show for our faithfulness. (laughs) But the miracle that we're still standing sometimes, I've found Mm -hmm. that what God calls us to, he equips us for greatly. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't fade over time. Whatever God has called you to doesn't fade in six months when it gets hard. It just Mm -hmm. becomes a testing ground as to whether we will be faithful to the thing he's called us to. But he always equips Mm -hmm. us with what we need. Every single time Mm -hmm. I can look back across our young years of child rearing and say with great confidence that God provided in the places that he led us to. Mm -hmm. And your testimony is a testimony of that, Stephanie. I've found that I think I've, even in the busyness, I've become more faithful to the word than I ever was because I need it. I really need it to get through. I need to start my day with that. And I'm so thankful for how he renews me. Yes. And I definitely would say I have more of a tendency to be a Martha, but he's helped me to be more of a Mary. One thing is needed. And I better start my day with that one thing. Otherwise, the dominoes just aren't going to fall. I'm not saying it in a superstitious way. No, in a needful way. Yes, it's a reliance upon him. I I don't think, on the days that I don't start with him, it's not like that can't go well because I didn't master the formula. It's more, oh, wow, Lord, thank you. When I slowed down with you, all of a sudden, it made more sense where I was supposed to put the priority. Yes, and it brings such richness to our even our thinking throughout the day. And Mm -hmm. I have slowed myself down in reading and will read a chapter, or if something jumps out at me, even a half a chapter, to slow down and dwell on it and think on it throughout the day. Because Mm -hmm. it does does bring richness to your thought process. It is not a formula, as you were saying, but it's just a system that he blesses us for. And he blesses us mm-hmm. in doses of, of wisdom and thoughts. I love the end of James 3, where it, it says, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And mm-hmm. that has kind of been the thought for our home, is that I want it to be a place of peace for my family when they come home at night. I don't want it to be chaotic filled, even though Mm -hmm. we're all running our separate schedules. If we can keep peace in our home and keep God in the center and keep the main thing, the main thing being God, Mm -hmm. then our home will be full of peace, even in the midst of all of the schedules. We'll talk more about this in another episode, but I think the idea of anchors in our schedule and having consistent things that we go to, that's really helpful for kids to 
establish security and consistency in the home. So if they know, okay, every Sunday night, this is something we do as a family. Every Friday night, this is something we do. I think that just helps build consistency and they know what to expect. And I felt that the Lord just put this little check question. I'm going to call it like a heart check, home check. If you have a child that's struggling with anxiety in your home, I would encourage you to ask the Lord if your life is too busy, if there's not enough peace in the home. And I know that's not always the case. Anxiety is really rampant in children right now. And I do wonder if there's a connection with the busyness, with just needing to have some slow time as a family to really get to the heart of things. Yes, that's, that is such a good word, stuff. In Hebrews 6.19, when you said anchored was brought, this is the verse for the year at our kids' school. I have it hanging by my computer. But it says, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. But that God is the anchor of all that we do. And I love that thought of having things that anchor our homes. And that was an excellent word about anxiety. I've often said that we take things in seasons. That's just how we run our house. We just take it in seasons. And just because something works for one season doesn't mean it's going to work for the next. And our kids face Mm -hmm. a lot and they come home with a lot and they hear a lot at school and amongst friends. And then we place on them a schedule and then a sports schedule. And it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So constantly assessing and just being an, an, a wise advocate for their schedules is something mm-hmm. that is so needed, especially for an anxiety-ridden child. Have you ever heard of the book Devoted, Great Men and Their Godly Moms? I have heard of it, but I have not read it. I listened to it on audiobook, I think last summer. It was on Hoopla, and it was so encouraging. It's by Tim Challies. He profiles about 10 godly men and the role that their mother played in their lives. And it's interesting because some are more modern men and some are hundreds of years back. And it was really interesting to see so many different situations. Some of them had fathers who were preachers and traveling all the time. And so the mom was really consistent in the home. Some of them were not walking with the Lord, but the mother was faithful and continued to pray for them. One of them, their father passed away when, when all the kids were very young and the mother continued to work and to provide. And it was just neat to see how God can take any situation that when we're partnering with him and there will be fruit when we're doing it onto him. We would never want a woman to feel shame because God's called her to work. We wouldn't want a woman to feel less than because she's at home. We want each of us to be seeking Christ. And once you and your husband decide this is the best choice for our family that you've worked through with the Lord, just trusting God for that fruit. Even this summer, as I was preparing for the podcast, I had hard moments. We went to visit my mother-in-law and my kids were swimming in the pool. And I mean, there was a day I just wept and I wanted to be in the pool with my kids, but I had to work. And I thought, oh man, are my kids going to look back and think, huh, mom sure worked on that podcast a lot and be resentful. But 
it was, I think, a week or two later, and we were at a park, and some kids, we had never met them before, but some kids were kind of being rude to my kids. And and my boys said, Mom, we wanted to say to them, oh, yeah, our mom has a podcast. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. Like, okay, well, let's be humble. And of course, I, we talked through it. But I thought that was even the sweetness of the Lord, that my kids could be resentful of of me doing this big project for work, but know that they're so proud of it. And they're really thankful and they want to check the analytics. And when I say, oh, I need to record, they're not thinking, again, mom, sorry, <laughs> again, it just incorporates all the time, doesn't it? <laughs> they're, they're not thinking that. They're like, oh, great. What's this episode about? And so I see even that fruit that the Lord provides. It's just helpful to keep going. Thank you, Lord. You're providing even in my kids' hearts. I did want to say one thing, though, that I do notice about myself when I'm being pulled in a lot of directions. I feel that my ability to problem solve in my home and develop solutions or even to be consistent in solutions I have, that that's where I kind of struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. The Lord does give me a lot of energy to persevere, but someday I feel like there'll be a problem. Like, I don't know what to do. And I don't have always the mental capacity to work through it. So that would be a thing too that I would encourage moms. If your mental load and your emotional load are so heavy, you might be able to physically achieve everything you need to, but do you feel emotionally healthy in it? Or is there a reset, something you can take out? Maybe you really do have to work, but then maybe you can't volunteer at church on the weekends. Like we're so obligated to you know, our performance-minded mm-hmm. society and we need to achieve. And sometimes the most godly thing to do is to say no to some of those things that are good to make sure our home is a place of peace. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be giving our best in every other arena and giving our children our leftovers. Yes, yes. Being protectors of our home and constantly Mm -hmm. reassessing where it's at. And Mm -hmm. being emotionally healthy is just as important, as you said, Mm -hmm. as physically getting everything done. And our Mm -hmm. kids are so wise and they know when they're getting the leftovers. Yep. (laughs) So, yes. I I do find it encouraging, though, that when you are giving it over to the Lord, as you said earlier, that he is the one who multiplies your efforts. I have felt Mm -hmm. great comfort in that because there have been so many times that I've been so weary and, and I've gotten like little notes from my daughter saying, mom, thanks for all the hard work you're doing. And, and it's just such an encouragement when our kids do see the efforts we put in, but being fully yes. aware not to give them the leftovers and making mm-hmm. conscious decisions. And as you were talking about not feeling guilty to saying no to other things, mm-hmm. um, because the greatest payoff is our family. That in the end of mm-hmm. it all, the greatest payoff is the faithfulness to steward our family and our time with them well. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in doing f- for this and that. And you're downstream before you realize it. That's happened so many yep. times to me. And then, you know, I have to wind it backwards and say, all right, we can throw this out of the boat and this out of the boat and this out of the boat. <laughs> yeah. And what I really need is to is to just be there for my family. So it's mm-hmm. constantly reevaluating and pulling sure. things back. That's so good. It makes me think of the feeding of the 5,000. And Jesus basically says to the disciple, what do you have? Give it to me. And sometimes I look around at what other mothers are able to give their children. And I think I used to be able to do more. And I used to have more to give. Whether it's homeschooling or arranging playdates and stewarding friendships. All of these different things and activities. And it's hard to not compare But the Lord has put that passage on my heart of what do you have to give? Give it to me. And he can do so much more with my surrender little than I could do with 100%. Yes, your bread and fishes with him multiplying it is far greater than your best performance. Yep. And I do think, isn't it culturally There's just that trend to give your kids every opportunity. Oh, I find myself falling into that trap myself and Mm -hmm. thinking like, I need to get them here and they need to be at this point by this age. Do we we even know the right people to introduce them to so their future is like secured? (laughs) And in all of that planning and processing, we're leaving God out of it all for him to work it out for, Mm -hmm. for our children's good and for his glory. We plan them right out of our plans. (laughs) Right. I can see doors that were shut in my life and opportunities that didn't happen that I really wanted. And it just made the doors clear that I was supposed to walk through. Yes. It might have been hard at the time. And I've had to grieve some of those things. Thank you, Lord, that you have made your call on my life clear. Yes. Closed doors are his protection so often. Mm -hmm. And... Chapter 6 in Entrusted also talks about their best 15 minutes of the day. You can really be there for your children and steward their hearts every day. If you are truly connecting with them on a daily basis, all of those deposits add up over time. So it is possible if the Lord is calling you to be working outside the home, it's possible to keep those connections with your children. But I would encourage parents to try to be as daily connecting with them as possible, regardless of their age, instead of trying to make up for it in big chunks. It's those little moments every day. There's that sweet quote that says, listen to the little things when they're little, and they'll tell you the big things when they're big. I'm paraphrasing, but it's such a sweet thought, right? Because what's little to them, they're little, that's big to them. And we might be thinking, okay, yep, it's another Lego creation. It's another drawing. It's another doll outfit. But yes, tell me about it. What did you like about it? Hearing all those things, keeping connected to their heart, it keeps the pathway open so that as they grow, they still know that mom wants to listen and I'm going to talk to her. All right, we have officially used up enough of your time, especially if you are a working mom. But I just want to leave you with one of my favorite ways to spend time with my kids as they've gotten older. I've picked one of them to cook dinner with me each night. 
And it was just such a sweet time. Maybe they're grating cheese or helping me prep the vegetables and add the pasta noodles to the water, different little things that they can do. And it was a sweet time for us to connect just with one of them. And then I trained my other kids to give us some space because when it was their turn, their siblings were going to respect them. So these 15 minutes a day, they don't have to be this set-apart time where you're just pouring into your child. They can do life with you and connect with you in that way. We know you're busy, Mama, so we are truly grateful you joined us for this episode of Again. If you're looking for more information about building your home on the foundation of Jesus Christ, head to www.entrustedministries.com to learn more about our study for moms, Entrusted with a Child's Heart. This scripture-saturated study has blessed families around the world, and we want it for you too. Before you go, I want to pray this benediction over you from 2 Thessalonians 1, 11-12. We're rooting for you. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Until we meet again.